0: You want to jump into it
1: yeah i'm ready
0: hell yeah well dude thanks for uh for coming and doing this i appreciate it of course um all right let's dig into it yeah let's talk about orphan let's start there and then let's let's see where this thing goes awesome
1: yeah um so first off i want to thank you for getting me on this pod and stuff you've had a lot of my good friends here carrie johnson baron People here in Naples, you're great for business as an artist. So I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Orphan's a brand that I started uh, about four years ago. Was it, like when it was being created. I was going to college for computer science, but I really like all my roommates were fashion design majors. So I started playing around with designs. Um, then I came up with Orphan. But I, my first concept for it was I wanted to make one of one clothing for people. Really specialized, like something you could wear for the rest of your life. I still want to do that. But um, as of recently, I would say the last six months, I got a call from my friend. He's like, Start summer, start with t shirts. Because I wasn't making anything. I had all these designs. I have like in game designs, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah. So then I started. I got my first print out. Uh, I get them printed. I know nothing about this. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. this is actually one of the first sh- shirts I already printed. You can see it's like a little milk carton design, but uh, it's all faded, and that's because I got it hand-printed and the paint didn't stick. But that taught me a lot. You know, I learned stuff from that, like where the design's going to go with the coloring I wanted, but then I found out, like, that's not the guy I have to go to. So then second design, these are digitally printed. They came out a lot nicer. Uh, I have the milk carton ones of these two. They're super nice. Uh, the the quality of the shirts really nice too. Yeah. Um, the milk cartons they sold out so fast I couldn't even keep one for myself though so I I didn't even have one to show you. Really? Uh, yeah. People wanted them so much. That's actually a misprint. The necklace is supposed to be up at the top. But, but another uh, lesson learned. Yeah. Dude. Exactly. Yeah, isn't
0: it crazy when you start diving into this stuff like you think you know exactly how it's gonna go and you like oh I got this figured out this will be easy and then all of a sudden you like encounter what it really takes to freaking do this stuff and it's like yeah oh my god man like the amount of things that go wrong is (laughs) you got to be
1: prepared for it incredible this idea has been in my head like i said for years and it's just now coming to to life and as you reach like each little milestone in the journey you're going to come across you know obstacles pivot points like sure i need to change my brain this way i need to do this but where we're really sticking hard to is like the authenticity of it like orphan You can come from nothing. You can make yourself into anything. That's kind of like the brand saying is like, come from nothing, turn into anything. We want to like promote, you know, uh, people trying this stuff because, you know, I was in computer science. I was in a completely different uh, area in my life. And when I started trying to be a designer, a lot of kids in my high school, they were designing stuff, had beautiful paintings, drawings on the shirts. They're like, you're not a designer, but... um, the authenticity, like it's authentic to me, like the orphan brand, like coming from nothing, really striving, making this from nothing, and I feel like people have fed into that a lot. With my first drop, I had so much love, you know. I ordered another drop, and it was sold out, and now I'm having trouble like just keeping up with the shirts because they're high demand. And I've people are like, oh, full sin members are wearing it, DJs are wearing it. And these are all my friends that are just kind of trying to help me in the beginning. Yeah. But we do really want to just create it into something that like anybody feels comfortable in, accepted, it's going to a good cause. Um, so what's like, what
0: what goes into a drop? So it's like a drop, like, hey, we've got 30 of these shirts and we're just putting them out at once and then like however many people get them first come first serve, this is like the batch and then yeah. that's
1: it? Well, our drops right now have been really like opportunistic, I would say, like, for example, I was Art Basel weekend, huge weekend, a lot of art out there. I'm like, I need to bring shirts out there. I got invited to uh, Influencer Yacht Party. They ended up doing like a fashion show on it and everything. But I knew that I need to get my shirts out there. So that's why I got the 30. I wish I got more because more people wanted them. But by the time I you know, leave the shop, go to Kava Love to tell people I just got my shirts printed, five are already sold. So I'm already like, under what i want you know so you always got to put that in the back pocket always print more um but it's kind of nice having that
0: that demand
1: oh, already a great problem to have yeah and like i mean even giving shirts away for free at this stage and my brand is like not unheard of it's i think it's a good tactic for me but um yeah the drops just come real natural and like opportunistic like my friends um nick naricina he's helped me so much with it. uh He took me along to some concerts. He was performing some concerts here in Florida. So he's like, all right, I'll wear your shirt and stuff. So jump on opportunities like that. But especially when you're trying to build a brand, you got to think about like these influencer schedules and like what's important to them. Like, all right, this DJ is having a huge set tonight. Mm -hmm. Uh, What would make this special for him? And it started off with me making one-of-one hoodies and I would give them to some DJs, my friends, they're like, all these hoodies are awesome, but now I'm trying to make it into a brand where, you know, anybody could wear these shirts and feel awesome. Because it does have, like, a ripple effect. They see my friends or, like, DJs that they admire wearing the shirts. They're like, I want the shirt, and they feel better in the shirt that they're wearing, so. That's cool. Yeah. And
0: it's like, so, th- and this world is so foreign to me because, for me, I'm kind of, like, like a good example. Like, I didn't used to really shop at The Gap, but I'm 30 now and I've got a one-year-old daughter, and, like, I've got all this stuff going on. I haven't bought a new pair of jeans in, like, probably six years or something like that because yeah. I haven't found any that worked, and I went to the Gap. I tried on a pair of pants, and they worked, so I bought, like, six of the same thing, and yeah. they, were, they were on half-off sale, and that's, like, that's how I operate. So, like, for me, this whole world of, like, people being like, oh, I saw that person with that shirt. Like, I have friends that are that are into that stuff too. But for me, it's like – it almost – like it's like a world that doesn't exist because I could wear the same frigging pair of jeans like – I wore them for like five years. I had two pairs of jeans. Those are the only jeans that I had, and that's what I wear. I just – oh, I like these, so I'm going to buy like six of them. I'm like like fully turned into like – I'm fully becoming a dad, I think is, is what's happening.
1: A lot of people are like that, you know, and those people, I mean, I'm kind of the same way. If it works, go with it. If I like a pair of pants, I'll keep that pair of pants for five years, like rock them, whatever. These are my party pants. These are my church pants, just like that way too. But I think the two things that really distinguish orphan is one, it's like the cause people really get behind the cause. They know that When they buy a shirt, I'm going to use some amount of the processions to go back to give. And um, that's how I am in my everyday life. Even before the brand, I try to, you know, be a nice person, help in the community. We live here in Naples, which is like the most giving small world community out there. You know, like when I moved down here, it completely transformed my view. Where are you from originally? Uh, Gray's Lake, Illinois, just north of Chicago between Milwaukee But so much talent comes from that place, too. Same kind of type of feel as Naples. Uh, We have, like, our Fifth Ave. It's, like, Center Street. Everybody meets down there. You know, we're all hanging out. You see the same faces. A lot of talent and beautiful people come from that place. But Naples is like that with palm trees and beaches. I was like, why would you pass it up? Yeah, for sure. Well, how long ago did you move down here? Uh, Like a year and a half ago. Oh, really? That's it?
0: Yeah. Oh, man.
1: I'm not going anywhere.
0: Yeah a freaking socialite down here i know uh, i see you hanging out like everywhere down there that's cool
1: yeah i didn't want to have the snowbird feel where it's like all right i'm just taking it for the weather and like then i'm gonna leave i really wanted like immerse myself into it Mm -hmm. and uh, you know i've found more connections and people behind my goals down here than i ever have i mean for example uh john schneider papa john it'd be real cool if you had him on one of these podcasts too like but he's always in Naples. I ran into him. He liked the pants I was wearing at the time. I had my friend <laughs> who designs uh Victor Perlman, he's an awesome designer. He's like what I aspire to be, but yeah. he takes like a couch on the side of the road and will turn into pants for you. Oh so, that,
0: shit like that's pretty cool. Like where's shit. people that's like a real like raw talent that people have that they can they can go in and just like Work with whatever. It's almost like God's gift. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of. I like view stand up comedy that way. In a lot of ways, like I, I I respect those guys for what they do because to be able to go walk on stage and then just work with whatever's going on in the crowd and the audience is like, you got to be a real master of your craft to do that and just work with whatever you got. So if you like pick up some, like I, yeah, like you said, people picking up pieces of trash and turning that into.
1: Like, masterpieces. Yeah, yeah I, was, the- I was
0: even talking to this woman who, um, she runs a company called Statement Piece, um, and I think they started by finding like wood that people threw away, and that's how they started making their wood jewelry. It wasn't scalable, but like I think it was something like that. It's just yeah. it's cool it's how an people origin story create different stuff. So like, what are, what's the cause? Cost- behind this. I, we talked a little bit about it before, but yeah, what what are you doing now and then where, where does it go?
1: So right now we're starting small, just some of the processions from our first drops. We really want to help kids by giving a few kids like some Christmas presents, you know, bringing some light into them on the holiday, just doing what we can for now. I do want to scale it into like, you know, a lot of nonprofit helping like foster care systems, orphans, Um, you know, that's just something that like kind of resonates with my life a lot. Um, I was in a foster home when I was growing up. I was, you know, uh, taken in by a Christian family at the time I wasn't Christian at all, but you know, they're awesome people. Yeah. And, um, it was just, I got helped by so many random people. Like I I was saying is like all these random people came in my life and they're just like helping me when I didn't even know I needed it. And this led me to here, which I feel like I'm in a great spot. But, um, so I want to give back and kind of, you know, have that vision and give like influencers a way to say like, I'm wearing this clothes, like this is going to a good cause. Like I support it and kind of get the awareness up, you know? Well, so, Uh,
0: and like you, you said something interesting is like you were in foster care, you met this family, Christian family, good people, and they led to kind of like the ability to, almost like have this kind of positive outlook that you have and that's not the case for a lot of people that go through foster care and things like that so like what what do you think was the kind of the the big factor there like what was the what was it like when you first got there and then how did some of that stuff change
1: yeah well it was so uncomfortable at first you know like they were obviously a super nice family but you're you're getting put in a position you're not comfortable with, so you want to fight it as a kid, you know? I didn't want to, <laughs> sure. like, leave my room. I didn't want to talk to them, whatever. But, I mean, they showed, like— I mean, if you think about it, other animals, like, literally kill, like, the cubs of other— like, if it's a bear yeah. and it's not, your bear cub it will kill it. Humans are, like, the only animals that really, like, take in um, and shelter. I mean, there's some other things, uh, like Orphan, kind of when I was thinking of the brand name— It stems from, like, ancient Roman mythology. Uh, In the Roman mythology, there's Romulus and Remus, which were two orphans. They are raised by, like, a she-wolf, and they ended up being the first two, like, kings or emperors of Rome. So they took over all of Italy. Okay. So that's, like, where the kind of uh, the idea of you could come from nothing and turn yourself into anything. But in that same situation, you know, I'm in foster home. I'm like, these people aren't my family. Like... I really didn't, and I still am like learning to really appreciate the gift that they gave me to this day, you know? Yeah. And the sacrifices they made and everything. And that's why I kind of want to build like my brand and what I'm doing around that. And even if it's not closed, like on my day-to-day basis, I treat everybody like kindly, try to be nice to people. But you know, that's like kind of secondhand nature. You know, I was taught that by these people who had the compassion to take me into their household and raise me as their own. So it was like, now that I have that compassion, it's kind of like my obligation to pass that feeling on. And I get like, some people go the completely other route. You know, they're like, nobody loves me and I'm in a foster care. So I'm going to start doing bad things, getting involved in, you know, negative, violent behavior or whatever. But um, I'm trying to make awareness to that and, like, show people, like, you do have people out there that care for you, and they might not be your family. They might be a random person. I mean, There might be a person across the world that cares about you, but, you know, that could push you if you if you use that energy in the right way, so.
0: For sure. And how old are you? 23. 23? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably wasn't until right, maybe right around that time that I started to be able to appreciate some of the things that my parents did and have done and, like, have, like, worked for and then like how they've helped us set our lives up and set us up for success and things like that. Dude, when I look back, I was a biggest fucking prick. Oh, my God. It was, like, like it's for no reason. And uh,
1: it's part of life. We I think it's yeah. part
0: of life. I think we all go through it. And my dad always says, like, yeah, I I can't wait for your kids to put you through that yeah. too. So, and it's coming. I I did it to them, so they're they're going to do it. I didn't do like bad shit, but uh yeah, I was just like angry all the time for like no reason and um I don't know. I think just living in the real world, starting to experience things, going to work, having these different relationships and stuff like you start to you start to navigate through, and then you start to realize that a lot of people don't have their their shit together nearly as much as you might have thought, or like you might think people are perfect and things like that. And then you're like, actually, like I I've got it pretty good. Like I oh yeah, like I'm I'm not dying right now. Like I've got all these like things that are like pretty okay. All right, let me stop being so like self-pity, self pity self and just like. Let me fucking find a way forward in life. I don't know. It took me until probably 25 or 26, honestly. But I think 23 is roughly when this started to crack through.
1: Yeah, I mean, I went through, like, a moment of, like, self-pity. Like, obviously, like, most people do. Like, oh, I don't have, like, a family, all this. I got bullied by it, like, for a little bit. But, um... Like, I had such a community behind me. Like, literally when I graduated high school, I had, like, a standing ovation from all the parents. They're like, he made it. So it really was, like, it it meant a lot to me, you know. I was overcoming obstacles that other people can't really see. But in my life, it was, like, such a big jump for me. So, but the huge motivation for me was, like, I saw people in worse situations. You know, I was in the suburbs of Chicago. Like, I was thinking of inner-city Chicago kids and— you know, these people have to fight for their lives every day. Like they're not safe. Like, at least, yeah, I didn't have everything I wanted by security and a family who loved me and a place to put my head. So it was like that was the start and I built on it and that like kind of built like my compassion, my like passion. And that's what a lot of this brand is, like This brand isn't like me being like a crazy, talented artist where I could just, you know, go on a piece of paper and draw an awesome design that everybody's going to love. Like I put a lot of thought and process in every design and it's a lot of my feelings and it's a lot of like how other people are going to feel. And my brand is a lot more about like the community behind everything, you know, because community is like a beautiful thing in like the human culture, you know, like you could feel accepted from... All these different things, you know, whether it be a Kava bar, whether it be a coffee shop narrative, whether it be a restaurant, you and your friends always go to book clubs, you know, books were my escape place when I didn't have anybody else to go to. But then I started meeting friends who liked reading books. And then it's like now we're sparking off talking about conversations like to build and yeah, and move forward, you know, and I think it really matters about who you surround yourself with. Um, a lot of my close friends, like it's not that I don't want them to be involved with my business, but I kind of have to separate that from them. Cause I'm like, all right, this isn't something that they are actually very passionate about. So they're still my best friends. I love hanging out with them and everything. But when it's about the brand, I need to just, you know, find, put myself in a little space by myself and just this yeah. is what I'm passionate about nobody's going to believe in it unless like you believe in it a hundred and a thousand percent. Like it has to be you. It has to be your belief, you know, like with these podcasts, for example, you know, like you believe like you're, I mean, and you are making a great platform for businesses. You are talking about like great like points. And especially with me, like as a creator and like I'm on the lower totem pole of all this right now. Like I'm so excited to look back on this and like see where my mind is now compared to where it's going to be in a year. Sure. But it's, like, a everlasting, growing thing. And mm. I was very blessed that I never really got the uh, ability to, like, be complacent, you know? I was never, like, in this one spot, like, oh, for example, like, my friends had parents' businesses where it's like, all right, my dad's going to retire, so I have to take over his business, you know? yeah, I never had something like that. I was always like, Zan, you could literally do whatever you want. Like, you could— so I played lacrosse. I was in Science Olympiad. I was in Best Buddies helping, like, special needs kids. I was trying all these different things from an early age. And, like, if I show you a resume of, like, all the jobs I've tried, you'd be, like, working at a gun club, lifeguard, server. It's, like, I was—I had the freedom. Like, I had nobody telling me, like, you have to be a doctor. You have to be this. Sure. And that freedom's, like, been the most powerful thing for me, like, powerful tool.
0: So you, yeah, and so in that way, because of the way you were operating, just moving it, you you turn it from, a, like, a negative where people go, like, oh, nobody gave me direction to, like, I could literally go do whatever I want. And so then you go try it and you, you do it. So, like—
1: Like, as long as it doesn't kill me or it might kill me, <laughs> Bob, I'm still going to try it. Like, nobody's telling me no, you know? So. Yeah.
0: Well, so how do you—so when you, like, sit down to start— Designing At this point, like, designing stuff, it really comes down to, like, anything that you do that you jump into. But, like, how do you, one, decide what you're going to do, what you're going to work on, like, what direction you want to go? Like, how do, how do you figure that out? How do you think about it? What's that, what's that process like?
1: It's changed a lot, like, as I'm growing and learning more about, like, branding and, like, you know, like, keeping, an like, symbols and iconic. Like, for example nike is like one of my favorite brands and i read the book the shoe dog it's like one of my favorite books but they started off as blue ribbon and then they turned to nike and they found their icon and they stayed authentic to that icon so that's why even when they only had a thousand people wearing nike there's like they had such a strong belief like just do it like be the best and then it it grows and multiplies if you stick to that brand so i had so many in-game like designs like all these crazy hoodies, like probably cost me like $300 to make and like cost someone $500 to buy. But my really good friend, James Nabateng, um, he's a designer. He's the one who gave me the phone calls. Like you need to just start making t-shirts and like start planning it. So he's been like very pivotal in the design process. Like now we're thinking of it like what's a good winter drop? What's a good spring drop? What's a good fall? Drop? And I get that's like more generalized, but then we're also really, like, marginalizing, like, big events, you know, and especially, like, I'm playing with a lot of my friends right now, like, for example, my friend Nick Narasina and the Dream Squad, like, we think of, like, what are they doing, like, big this week, or if they're gonna do a big vlog, like, we should get teased for them this time, and it's a lot of, like, just capturing what we can capture right now, because... A lot of my publicity, we're not mass manufacturing or anything yet. I'm still learning so much about that. Like, I'm scared to go online and, like, put in an order for 500 T-shirts because I don't know if they'll ever come or the quality or anything. Sure. So that's where, like, I'm really researching and learning, but starting small scale and just seeing if, you know, playing around with what people like. And, like, like I said, like, two days ago I heard that someone thought my milk carton designs, like, supported child trafficking, so when I hear that, like, side, I obviously, like, all right, my next design should be a little more sweet and, like, less, like, skull on the milk carton, where, obviously, I don't support any of that, like, I'm completely against it, but I realize when people look at the designs, first off, I'm really trying to, like, put it in our target market. I don't think this is really marketable for anybody under, like, 16 or, because they're not really going to understand, like, the full... Uh, message behind the brand or maybe they might take it the wrong way oh that's scary or something like that but that's not my intentions you know like i'm just trying to stick with the most authentic designs to me well and that's and, where that's yeah. what
0: a lot of this stuff comes down to and i i struggle with that stuff too is um when you go to make stuff and uh especially when it comes from you right like making a song like i'll i'll kind of write songs and be like oh maybe i shouldn't say that or maybe i shouldn't do yeah. that like, at the end of the day, like –
1: That's how you're feeling.
0: Well, and yeah, and it's like if you're going to make something and it's true to you, then I think that's kind of important, especially if that's, like – if that's an important thing to you. Like, there's certain things you do – well, I do now in business that it's like, okay, that's not super important to me that that's, like, super creative or, like, perfectly elegant and lined up. Like, sometimes when you're providing a service, people just need – the service and they need it like, nine like they need eighty percent done, and I'm gonna deliver it ninety percent perfect. But that other ten percent that for my stuff, my artistic stuff, you want to spend like creating and making it perfect because it's you. Like m- other people don't really need that. So from a business perspective, I'm kind of learning to like let that that perfection piece go. Exactly, it's hard to. But one thing, as you say that, maybe reconsider really that. Even though people might take it the wrong way, like it's not a bad thing to
1: discuss and well, it's bring not it up, a bad yeah.
0: thing to do what you want to do, even if people are gonna misinterpret it and things like that. Cause that's the uncomfortable part about art is like putting it out and seeing what people the way they respond is oh, like yeah. that's that's one of the challenges that you gotta deal with as like a designer. Yeah, as a artist, any any type of thing is like what the hell are people gonna say? And then You got to deal with it, but you kind of have to like make it for you. So if you're like, oh man, they thought that maybe I got to make the next one like sweet, something like that, that you could have the right feel. Like you, that could be the direction that you need to go. But also like I'm starting to learn and I wish I learned this sooner, like take those criticisms that people have, maybe look at something and like take some value out of it and then kind of like leave it there and just and just kind of move ahead, put it aside, be like, got it. And then just keep going. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, the type of guy I am, obviously that comment like was like, Oh my God, I can't believe people. That's a pretty crazy thing for somebody to be like, what do you support child? And I was like talking to him about it. I'm like, yo, like this is my brand. And he was like, he wanted to know more about it. So I told him what it was actually about. And he's like, Oh, I love it and stuff. So like, That showed me, like, some people you just have to have the conversation with, and some people you're not going to have the chance to have the conversation with. But if you truly believe in what you get, like, they're going to see the progression, you know, and it's just going to grow. And I say, like, that's, like, kind of the hardest mental block is so many people just see it from their own views and, like, feelings, and that's not what the world really sees. Like, you will psych yourself out. Like, even with the vlogging and stuff, like, I would go, like, do something. Like, we were doing street interviews, and a lot of these will come out. We're still like editing and stuff. I have like eight full videos, pretty much road tripping. You know, um, just doing all this cool stuff with my childhood friends. But the entire time, I'm like, dude, like I feel like an idiot on camera. Like I feel awkward looking at the camera. I'm not like an the actor.
0: video that I put yeah. out today, where it's like, yeah, you're, like, you're a fucking idiot. Why are you making this video? Exactly. What's, what are you doing?
1: And then like, I'm showing my best friends, and they're just dying laughing. They're like, you're the funniest dude ever. Like this is awesome. Like no, that's perfect. And, like, you never know what the reaction and, like, what emotions you're going to touch with someone. And that's all a part of it, you know. If you're an artist, if you're an influencer, if you're doing anything kind of in that world, you're going to have all these different types of reactions. But you can't let those reactions, like, change the authenticity of your actual message and what you actually want to do because that's where I think people... Kind of get lost in it. You fall off yeah. way
0: easy. Like I get it with, and now uh, I'm I'm doing this with the business, and I also am now circling back to be able to do this with music with this podcast. Like this is a personal podcast because like I enjoy doing this. Like I get to have conversations like this. Is like it's I like doing that. I like making music. I found out like we talked about on one of these other episodes ties like a freaking musical genius savant he knows all this stuff so like being able to have this support that but one of the things that i realized too i even do it with business stuff like putting things out teaching people about podcasts and creating content getting over yourself where to start interviewing customers all these things and like i'll put things out and when it doesn't get like a huge response you're like oh what is the point of this blah 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 and then the more that i think about it and realize that when you get in those situations, it is like that one-to-one conversation you had with this person. It's like, was this child trafficking? You're like, no, it's this. And they're like, that's cool. Like those are the actual conversations that I enjoy having now. And it's not a huge success. Like millions of people aren't watching me teach them how to podcast or do this stuff, but
1: people are taking valuable information. They
0: are. And it's given me like, I've, I've been able to have In the past week and a half that I've been doing this consistently on this like new plan, I've had at least one conversation a day with other professionals in my space that are struggling with some aspect of creating content. And now I get to like talk to them and share information on like a person to person. And then the content now I'm realizing is like kind of just a vehicle for me to be able to have that connection with somebody and
1: that's so much more valuable it's building on it and
0: but we focus on the analytics we yeah. focus on these things which are important because they let you know if if it's resonating on a bigger scale and to like keep that going but yeah i i for, like you said i forget about that one-to-one interaction like all the time it's real easy to get lost and i've gotten lost so many fucking times it's like so stupid but
1: you could kind of like feel like oh that didn't really feel like myself when i was doing it and stuff Mm -hmm. and that's how i felt like about a lot of the videos i was filming and stuff because a lot of it was like like my friends were just trying to get me to like be like the entertainment part of it and it's cool like whatever i had a great time like i think that is truly me and like I think it's like going to be great for the future, but at the time, like you're your biggest critic and that's what you need to realize is it's all building. And especially like in this space where it's like, yeah, maybe I'm a designer, but this heart touching conversation I had with this DJ about like something like it sparks an, an idea for my designs, you know, like, I've had so many designs that I came up with like right before bed, like I'm about to go to sleep and I remember a conversation that I had with someone and I'm like, I need to write this down or like gotta. it sparked something. And in this space, everything's so connected, you know, music, the podcast, like what people wear, like branding, like it's so intertwined. And like, as you build those little parts of it, you're going to believe in it more. You're going to feel like more successful. You're going to feel like, more authentic and true to yourself and that's where i think people get lost like they expect the zero to 100 so fast but you got to go zero to one and then while you're at one figure out the way to get it to 100 and it doesn't go one to 100 you're gonna have to count up all the numbers Mm -hmm. get all the pieces together but yeah i've been truly blessed like i'm a big uh like believer in like symbols like symbolism like especially i've been like got kind of turned Christian within the last like six months. So I like whatever, but butterflies are a big symbol for me. For example, like why this one, it's just, I feel like every time something good's happening to me, God puts some, the universe puts a gut butterfly like in front of my face. Like this one day I was serving a serving job. I got a $300 tip, but like the entire table was going crazy. I was like pool tape, pool side. I got them coffee. They didn't like their coffee. I get their food out. They leave to CVS to buy pool floaties. I'm like, their food's going to be cold. Like, I'm doing everything I can, but ship's sinking in my mind, right? They get back. They're like, this is the best service ever because they knew I truly cared about their service. They tipped me $300, which I'm like, oh, my God, I've never been tipped that. And Hell like, yeah. that's a crazy good tip. Yeah. But then, like, right after that, the biggest, like, monarch butterfly, like, right across my face. And it was like, that meant as much as the $300, it was like a sign that I was really acting in the fashion that was true to myself. And, you know, like you're on the right path. Sometimes yeah. like, you're like, Oh, well, like, you know, it's just like human nature. You're like, Oh, they think it's corny. So I'm not going to do it. But it's like, who cares what that one person thinks? Like, if it's true to you and you're not hurting anybody yeah. and like, you're going to have to like, you're going to like come to these crossroads where you're like, I just have to go for it and keep going for it and keep making content, keep doing this stuff because that's the only way you're going to build to that a hundred level. And like even then, like people work so so hard, and still it's like some people are like, oh, they're not successful, they don't have a million subscribers. But it's like these people have had conversations with some of the smartest people in the world and like learned from. It's like when I moved to Naples, like. It really cut me off of, like, my friend group of my age. I started hanging out with people 30, 40. These people have their life, like, so much more figured out, I thought. when in reality, they're very similar to me. But they do have so much more knowledge. I mean, for example, like, Papa John, John Schneider, when I started hanging out with him, it's like the 60-year-old dude. I'm like, wow, this dude's, like, created an entire empire. Like, that dude can give you a thousand lessons in a minute, you know, and it's just like so much wisdom comes from him, but the same wisdom will come from, you know, someone who's been living in Naples as like a local, you know, like for 40 years, they, they'll teach me about like the landscape. And it's, it's about just the same way in your field. Like when I moved to Naples, you're like, you're kind of a social butterfly. I got out my door. I would not let myself stay home for a day. And I'd go find like a new place talk to people learn about I ended up being the Naples tour guide for like 3 months here like t- <laughs> literally telling people about the history of Naples that's cool and w- the beginning of it I was picking up like new facts from the people I was taking on these tours they're like oh yeah this is this and like I'm learning from people who I'm supposed to be teaching but that's like that's how it goes part of life like you I could, think that's I yeah. think that's a
0: good point because I I even think about that as I go to start doing these things like uh Get new contracts, get new customers, and part of it is you worry like, oh, I don't know everything, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I got to know everything before I go on this tour. Do the Naples, yeah. I got to know everything, which it's good to know a lot. It's good to it's good to have your your ducks in a row and and not be like, well, welcome to this Naples tour. I don't really know anything about Naples, but you know, let's ride around. Like, you don't want that. But part of it is like learning on the go. You don't know how these things are going to go until you're in it you can exactly. do everything you can do to prepare but you got to learn on the go and i think if you if you if you don't anticipate that or set yourself up to be able to do that i don't know every time i don't set myself up to be able to learn i'm always just like worried just like constant worry i don't exactly I don't, I don't yeah. know what it is you
1: got to be open to it and i feel like that's something so key that i've talked about so much and learned from so many people is like keeping that learner's mentality like Even the greatest people ever, like, they don't know everything. Like, the top of, like, Gordon Ramsay, for example, you know, like, he probably doesn't want to listen to a lot of people. He probably thinks he knows a lot, but he doesn't know everything. And there's chefs out there that know more than him and know different stuff that can help him. So I bet that he does kind of have that learning mentality still, you know. But when you close that off and you're like, this isn't what I know or like this isn't how I feel about it or what I thinks right. And you don't really give yourself a chance to look at the other side or learn. I mean, that's just closing your circle and your view. That's like, if you just stay open to like, Oh, I'm going to learn. I'm going to go with this, you know, like maybe it's not exactly, um, authentic to you and your values, but I'm telling you, you're going to get so much out of the experience.
0: Yeah, well, and and part of learning too is just kind of putting that ego aside and being and being willing to learn. It's something that uh, – I talked to my wife about this last week. I'm doing this – I'm doing a social media course and part of it is to like grow your following and that way I can use it to promote my business, grow my business, grow revenue, promote the other businesses that come on like – it's an important part of what I'm doing and it's an important part of like the value I want to bring to other people. But I've been doing kind of the same thing over and over thinking like, yeah, I know what I, like I know. And we were in this this session last week. Ty was actually on it too. And just like the feedback that I got from these guys who have 100,000 followers and it's not from doing dances and stuff like that. Like they, they do this for businesses, they help mm. people. So they have a strategy around it. And it was like, uh, finally being willing to be like, all right, guys. I'm, I'm, f- I am following what you're, uh, what you're <laughs> telling me right now. I wrote all the notes down, all the things that I put out that I really wanted them to work. That you go like, yeah, I know you want it to, but it just doesn't because it's not based in reality. Just follow what we're saying. Have some faith in it. Like, try it out. And in the past week. I've seen a huge change but I, I almost t- I told my wife is like a like a like a it was like a gut punch in the best <laughs> way that I needed because it was like a it was a it was a relieving gut punch like almost like hey like bitch you're being too serious like it's, like stop just fucking yeah. like we're telling you what to do you were wrong for all this time yes but go with what we're saying follow it and just in a week and a half like I feel so much better. I've learned so much. I'm willing to try so many more things with this. And like the pathways forward have opened up because I was willing to to learn this stuff. And I I don't know. I get stuck like I don't know. Do you ever get that? You get like stuck in being like, Oh, I I know this, I know this. Exactly. Yeah. You finally meet people and you're like Yeah, it's like fighting growing growing pains. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Like you gotta learn and you gotta like experience and everybody kinda wants to, like I mean, even with the orphan thing, I was like, Yeah, I gotta like cover like T-shirts, like, that's easy. I design all these in-game designs, like, all these hoodie designs and all these designs I've done for years. I'm like, a T-shirt's going to be easy. Running problem, printing it, finding someone to print (laughs) it. Like, all these problems just occur, and I'm like, okay, I really know nothing about it, so I need to take a step back and learn every single, like, bit of it, you know? Like, I need to learn the manufacturing side, the designing. There's so much more behind anything on my side, there's so much more behind, uh, designing than actually just drawing up a design. You know, it's getting the clothes printed, getting it printed properly, uh, to the right people, you know, like it's just so much And the same with podcasts, you know, like, and with the way you're delivering, it's like, you have a great structure, you have a great value, you have, you're very authentic to what you want to do. And it comes from a great place, but like hearing that stuff from the other people, it's like it probably seems second nature to you. You're like that's not how I go about my routine, you know. But you just could you know, really pick and choose what works for you, and not everything's going to work for you. But I mean, I ran into so many influencers who kind of want to do what, or who are already doing what I want to do. You know, like Vitaly, like Steve will do it, Bob Mirny, like all of these guys. Like for kids my age, like kind of idolize them. And uh, they, they're they just very authentic to themselves at the end of the day, you know, and they yeah. have to, they grow and they have to drop and they're under a lot more scrutiny than I am, you know, like they get their like YouTube channels taken down if they say the wrong things or stuff. So like, that's where I'm like, it's okay if I make a mistake right now, like, I listen to this people. This is the time to make the mistake. Yeah, I listen yeah. to people all the time The I got these shirts printed. The guy, he came to me. He's like, I'm so excited to print out your shirts. Here's how we're going to do it. And then, you know, obviously they didn't get printed too well because the ink faded off like right away. But, you know, you will kind of get taken advantage a little bit sometimes sure. if you're in that vulnerable state. But Absolutely. it just builds so much knowledge. Like um, it's not really a mistake if you learn a lesson from it. Like a lot of people say that. but uh, It's true, man. It's yeah. It's all these
0: things come down to it and it's like – yeah, midi- make sure the lessons aren't like literally going to kill you or bankrupt you yeah. or something like that. But yeah, it sucks go in the forward, moment, yeah. but at the end of the day, the next time that you go to like print from somebody, so much more knowledge. Yeah, you are going to be asking a bunch for. more yeah. questions, asking certain things. Where is the distribution coming from? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, well, and so how does this? How does this lead into the the videos you guys are making? Like what what kind of? So
1: the videos is like kind of my the. My dream of being, like, an influence, you know, again, my reach out, and I think that, you know, it it can, uh, at some point, I could do that entertainment stuff and be very helpful. Because, like, I took a break on the videos, kind of, because I saw myself um, not being fully authentic to myself, you know? A lot of it was, like, you know, you saw my content, like, kind of crazy, drinking, you know, having a good time, whatever. But I want to really find a niche of, like, I'm giving back at the same time, and I'm helping people and something where, like, I'm kind of scared, you know, because, like, my nephew's eight years old watching YouTube and stuff, and, like, some of these people, I'm like, don't watch this stuff. Like, this like, and I don't want to be, like, one of those people where it's, like.
0: Somebody else tells him, like, hey, there's this guy, Zane. You shouldn't watch him. Yeah, or, like, he's
1: he's being bad for, like, a bad, like, image. And I get, like, all those people, they, you're always going to have people who are going to, be on either side. Sure. But if, like I said, if you're authentic and you truly think that you're helping people out, you're giving back, you're staying good to your morals. I think that a lot of good stuff could come. So that's why I kind of paused that. And I started orphan because I felt like I can make a bigger impact. You know, my friends are loving the clothes. They're so hyped. I was like growing that, like my friends are really behind it. I have like people who are like uh, messaging me on Instagram, like, Hey, I grew up in an orphanage. Like, i would love to like get some of your merch and like i'm planning like you know thoughtful things for them to ship it out like add little cards like i want it to be meaningful to people like if you could change like one person's day or something like help them like that's a great start you know and then hopefully with the videos when we tie that in you know because it's kind of like you know my generation but people are like infatuated with like barstool and nelk boys so like they see a member from each one of those and then I'm kind of like just best. They're my childhood best friends. We had a business right outside of high school actually called audacia where all we did was like film famous and influential people and like take notes on how they got there. And you know, I like it better how I am now. Like sometimes I just run into them and I get like a more friendly like conversation with them, and I feel like they don't really have their guard up as much. So you're I you're not learned. as
0: much pop. You you were essentially paparazzi, exactly. Before. Yeah. Well, like I
1: met like so many people, like Tom Rick, it's the owner of the Cubs. Sean Neff was like one of my favorite like stories. He started that entire Neffware with like sixty cent beanies because like he went to Utah. Uh, There's a huge Olympic snowboarding competition. They were all sponsored by Quicksilver at the time because it was huge, but they didn't have beanies that were sponsored by anybody. So Neff got went to Walmart, Sharpie Neff on two beanies. The first place winner and the third place winner had the Neff hats on. And the brand took off after that. Everybody wanted Neff, and I get that it's like a little more different now. But I have like, I know so many people who started brands, stopped it. Like they they're like. Well, I feel like this is actually like an in-game goal for me. I want to keep this brand alive. I want to keep making designs, be a designer. I have a lot of stuff like I'm planning for the future, but I do want to keep it like philanthropy and like a good like image behind all of it at the same time. And I just think I could build like into so much more. So it's just right now it's really baby steps, um, just finding, feeling it out. But like I said, like a lot of, the feedback I got from like these influential people or even just like my close friends or even strangers. Like it's all kind of building my opinions on what I can do with this and what I can turn it into. So nice. Awesome, dude.
0: Well, as we're, we're kind of like wrapping up, I definitely want to let people know where they can find you, but like, what, is there anything else that you want to, you want to touch on before we wrap
1: up? Uh well, I wanted to thank you once again yeah, for bringing me worries, on the show yeah uh, thanks for coming S- Southwest Florida podcast this is awesome It's great for businesses and creators and I just like I kind of wanted to touch a little bit more on like how amazing like Naples and the community here is and um sure, just like you know so many people have been helping me out in like so many different ways, and that's just like the that those acts of kindness are what really you don't know how much that's actually going to change someone, you know? Like, Makes a huge impact. I, like, for example, yesterday I'm at Winn-Dixie, and the lady in front of me, she runs her card, whatever. It's like $2-something short, so I gave her $2 to finish it. But, like, like people don't know I got that habit because people have done that to me and helped me out. Or, like, most people would be like, oh, it's $2. I'm going to wait for her to, like, go through her purse, find the change, whatever but you could just be nice and do it for $2, but you don't know, like that's just like second hand for me. Like that's not something I would consider too nice or like giving, like it's like, not like Steve will do it. He's giving away like millions of dollars to people, but you never know like the butterfly effect. Like now she's in a better move. She might be more giving. And that's how I was created, you know, kind of with everything. That's what the brand's about is like giving back and just helping each other and that's Naples too, you know, like I ran into you, we became friends, I, you know, I've been trying to support your content as much as yeah, I can. I appreciate been it, man. You've a supporter of me, and it's like, I'm just real excited because I feel like I'm going to be back here for another podcast definitely at some point, and I'm excited to see where I'm at and how I'm thinking then compared to now, you know. Yeah,
0: it's cool time stamp, right, to so look yeah. back. Yeah, and that's such important, man. Like I look back at the first episode that we did of of this. this It's, it's Chine On. So like Chine On is like C. Hine, Chris Hine, Chine On. Yeah. And um, so the very first episode of this was me and my buddy in my dining room. And uh, we were just like – I had one of those moments. It was like one of those moments in life where you're like, do I do this or do I not do it? Like you're talking and I was like – like just like stop and froze up and clammed up. And then, like, the the very first clip of it is, like, we don't know what the hell we're talking about. (laughs) Ah, fuck it. We're going to do it anyway. And just, like—
1: And the progression from there, like, now you're so professional. It seems so, like, natural. But nobody would, like—unless they really have been following you from there, they'd be like, man, this dude's just, like, gifted. This dude can just talk. This dude's just, like, confident. Yeah. But they never really know the buildup, like, to that. And, like—
0: And it's not for them to know. That's the other part that, like, I have to remember that you got to remember as you build this is, like, they're living their own life. And and the things that we think are, like, oh, everybody's going to care about this. Like, a lot of people care way less about these things than we think. But it is, going back to your point, like, rather than focusing on that stuff, like, you focus on doing nice stuff, like, for people in your day to day life, it makes your life better. Like I'll in the bring like so the, many blessings, and man. even just think of it like from a selfish perspective, right? Like that lady in front of you has two dollars short, and like you could be one of those people that's like, she's got to learn her lesson, or you can be like, here's two dollars, and guess what happens? She checks out right there immediately. She's done. She gives me time. You yeah. move forward and you're and you're done. Like she's happier. You're happier. Everybody in the line behind you is happier. It's yeah. like a it's like a really basic thing that it's nice for them and it it just makes things run smoother.
1: Exactly. You like know? I have a lot of very close friends that are very pessimistic. And I would have to say, like, you honestly have to try hard to be pessimistic, in my opinion. Like the people are like, oh, this sucks, like all this, like. You're just like really putting yourself behind and it's hard to get anything done when you think this just sucks, you know, where if you're like, I'm going to, maybe I don't enjoy this, but I'm going to try to learn the best I can. And like, if you really think about how it's building into your life and stuff, and you just try to be nice and go about your own life, blessings will come all the time. Like it's just, it's easier being nice. It makes the world an easier place. You get friendlier reactions, more support.
0: Well and and the stuff that you that literally what you just said is something that I've been working on the past like 2 months now roughly is uh is is the way that you talk to yourself that like imprints on like your subconscious mind and then that impacts how you behave out in the world. I've always been nice to people like do nice things like that but also just more for my own self like moving forward uh could be more pessimistic of like will this be successful? Will you run out of money? Will this will people be pissed yeah. off at this? And it's like changing those thoughts and focusing more. It's I don't even view it as optimistic or pessimistic. It's like, hey, I want to do that and I think I can do it and I think it's possible. And I keep reinforcing that idea so that way like you act that out in the world versus like your friends who might be more pessimistic. They're like, this fucking sucks, dude. Yeah. Who's a bitch? Like, and you're like, uh, well, no, they're just like she's – busy she's like moving along it's like it's gonna be okay everything's fine i think it makes i think it makes your life better when you don't start from that pessimistic put that
1: out in the universe and i think it's i really like how you said the way you talk to yourself because i think it starts there like i know a lot of my friends were like other people like if they go out they'll put on like a very confident uh but then they get back to themselves and they're you know very uh not like Insecure. very sure of themselves insecure and those doubts are always going to be there for you and like but you just got to kind of let them fuel you like and let the like those doubts will start to go away as you just keep chasing it you know like mm-hmm. and as long as you just keep chasing it and like anything's possible i truly believe that i mean most of the stuff we see here is made by people before us and only better stuff's being made you know and you're you'll only learn more and as long as you don't give up, like, you're going to go places. And I, like, even with my first drop, I'm like, okay, the the print's, like, falling off. Like, I don't really know. <laughs> but, you know, I still had friends like, oh, just whatever. Like, let me Send get it. it. I want to support you. And then the second drop came out. And I was like, wow, this is so much better. And it just felt like the improvement. And, like, I also wanted to thank everybody who's, like, supporting, like, Orphan, anybody who bought it or, like, asked about it. Like, those people have a like permanent place in my heart like they like people really don't understand like you know like a lot of my friends like deal with these celebrities and stuff and it's funny because they're like you kind of have like a fan energy because I'm always like so happy I'm like <laughs> but it's like and a lot of people like mistake it as like fake happiness or me coming off corny or like want, but it's it's genuine happiness and like that will like play off to people like you don't know how much a message like will make someone's day or like something like some people think it's corny, whatever. Like those aren't the people I really want to be friends with, you know? Yeah. It's not who you're, you're trying to connect with. And you will build that. And like, life is just like, you shed many layers, you know, like where I was three years ago mentally and like, I'm just in college. I'm going to party every weekend, like all this to like, now it's like, I don't really want to go to parties. I want to get my clothes out and help people and, like, the shift try to find happening. something else. And I'm starting off small, like, okay, three Christmas gifts for kids for Christmas. It's not a lot, but something. When, if I keep building on that, I'm going to look back on it and say, this is where I started, here's where I am now, and that builds confidence in me. And that's like, okay, keep going. And I feel like people are always on, like, this timeline, like, I need to get this finished now. Like they're <laughs> looking at me, they want this, me to finish this now. But it's like, in reality, like you really need to work with your own timeline. Cause it's not just straight start, finish. It's start, you know, all these curves, I'm learning something new. Oh, I'm going to vlog. No, it's about time for me to start my brand. Like all this, it will just feel right to you. And mm-hmm. that's where I talk about like symbols and like You know, I've been blessed, you know, I started from a foster home and now, you know, I'm friends with like John Schneider, CEO of Papa John, Salim the Dream, all these famous people. And it's like, what do they see in me is like, I have a goal, I have an idea and I'm just, I just want to pursue it. You know, that, that makes me the same as someone with a million dollars with a goal and a dream. Like we're the same. We're just two guys trying to pursue this goal and dream and like, it's weird, like, sometimes you'll be chasing your dream, like, I was making a lot more money when I wasn't chasing my dream, you know, I was working in a, the claw bar, I was a pool server, I was fine, but it was, like, I had to give some of that comfort up, and, like, these rewards, like, people saying, oh, that's a nice shirt, like, you're doing good with your brand, that means more to me right now than money would, and I feel like it comes naturally, like, I mean, You can learn a lot from people who have already made it, like most of these people. Some of them started with stuff, but, you know, all of them go through these stages like, oh, I'm very comfortable, but I'm not doing enough about my dreams. Now, like, I am making enough money. I'm living comfortably, but, you know, like, I'm spending my money to go to clubs and stuff when I'm not really spending my money to build my dreams. And that's where a lot of people, like, hit this, like like middle road. And like, sometimes it takes like, all right, I need to do this. Like a lot of stuff I've, that have gotten me into this position. It wasn't like, I'm comfortable in doing this. I want to do this. It's like, this is the only choice I need to do this. Yeah. So, and it's led me to here. And now, you know, I have a little more choices and flexibility, but I'm kind of pinpoint on the brand. I want to start this clothing brand. I want to help, you know, kids who need help. And I'm 23 years old but maybe by the time I'm 40, 50, who knows how much of a change I could do with that. So. But if
0: you're working it now, it's it's going to by that time if you keep at it and you keep working it and the plan'll shift and nothing's going to go perfectly according to plan, but if you keep working it it's it's amazing like how far you can go in a lot less a lot less time than that. But so like, so all right, so where can people find you on Social media? Like where can yeah, they so follow you and get involved? I'm in
1: big on Instagram. That's the main platform I use right now. It's Zan Bajwa is my Instagram. Uh, the brand where right now is called welcome orphans is our brand page on Instagram. It was uh orphan Wear before, but when I brought, uh, my friend James in with me, he runs a lot of that page too. So if you message that page, it's either going to be me or him and, uh, me and him work on the designs together. If, he makes the design, I'll go over it and um like put in my piece like two cents. Like for that he designed that necklace design but it was originally like a normal silver chain, but I was like, Well, why don't we do like more of a like a twig branchy type? So it's really makes it powerful, like when you have two brains like on it. Yeah. And that's another thing is like a lot of people wanna keep the secret just to themselves. Where I'm I'm telling you, if you have another brain behind you, if you just let someone else in, like you could really just the collaborations and it becomes something so much bigger. But yeah, right now we're just on Instagram. Uh, I'm planning on making a YouTube uh, channel soon. Uh, really talented filmer down here. Filmed by Zims.
0: Yeah, I've seen his. I've seen his stuff. I've talked to him on Instagram. He yeah. makes really cool stuff. Great
1: films. He owes me a video because <laughs> I dog watched for him. So that's gonna be my first. You hear that? <laughs> you owe him. He owes me. Let's make something cool. So that's gonna probably be my first YouTube video, which I'm gonna use as like an introduction. Which is why I'm so happy that like this podcast is coming on around the same time because it's very similar feel. Then I have a bunch of stocked up footage from, you know, my road trip. I went from California to Chicago to Miami, drove in a Mustang. So we filmed all of that. A few other events. We went to like a Renaissance Fair, a Cannabis Con, Miami Swim Week. It's just a lot of stuff that I think will always be relevant. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's but cool. I want to throw that up on there. Uh, we're also trying to expand on TikTok, but i'm not the biggest tiktok guy i see like it's such a great platform i know
0: i'm i'm the same boat i I haven't gotten into it yet and uh i feel like i need to yeah i
1: mean one video you know like it's weird because like you kind of get shadow banned but i know some people that just run tiktok algorithms they're getting paid six figures a year right now managing other people's accounts because they know when to post what to post and It'll run up a million views on TikTok and stuff, you know, easily. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, so, I even have a friend who does thumbnails as just, like a service. He makes yeah. like three hundred grand a year doing thumbnails. Damn. So it really shows you, like, if you find a mit, like a niche, and you find like something that you're like, you can oh, make it work, yeah. And it's all about networking, and you don't really know how valuable something is until like you put into play and you're you're gonna like like my two designs that are once falling apart once a misprint, but you know it teaches you a lot, and yeah when you throw it out there, all you're gonna get is feedback and for sure you gotta yeah.
0: put the feedback you gotta put it out there to get that feedback, and it's not always what you wanna hear, but
1: yeah, and I have uh I got to go pick up shirts after this, so I have two two shirts coming your way, too, for sure. Hell, yeah.
0: Well, thanks, dude. Well, thanks for coming in and doing this, man. I really appreciate it. It was, it was great to actually sit down and talk yeah. with you for this time. But, yeah, thanks, dude. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, everybody.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.